Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And as usual, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can always go over to our social medias at Chef Bright Comedy or on Instagram, Surviving Empathy Podcast. Or help us with the cause by going to our Patreon or our PayPal at Chef Bright Comedy. I'm calling this episode Reaching for the Stars and Living Your Most Empowered Life Despite Your Station in Life. At the end of the day, you guys, whether you know it or not, you are being slowly coerced, slowly manipulated, so slowly shamed and guilted into acquiescing to their liege, their rule, simply because you were born not wealthy. This is a spiritual passion project for us, so we are trying to empower and embolden regular people, regular people who were born average, weren't born wealthy, weren't born with the best of looks or the best of health or the best of everything. We are talking about average regular people and how do we, as regular people who don't have a lot of pull in this society, how do we live our best life despite the fact that celebrity culture is everywhere, wealth is everywhere, injustice and inequality and systemic poverty is always trying to push its agenda to make us acquiesce to its rule, its tyranny, and to make us behave when we want, we've got dreams, we got big dreams to follow. Because at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, you should never let the world tell you who you are or aren't. You should never acquiesce to systems that are trying to make you ashamed of being yourself. Being born with not a lot of money, not a lot of opportunities is very normal these days, you guys. And at the end of the day, if you want to become somebody and you want to shoot for the moon, you got to believe in yourself and you got to act. But before all that, you got to know what's going on in our system and how to navigate this world. And that's what I am here for. We're going to go into all of it. Injustice, inequality, celebrity culture, you name it. We're going to talk about it today. And let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and as usual, I always have my co-host. She's the best of the best. She's my wife. She's a good person. She needs, she needs, she needs to get it off her chest. What's going on, babe? Rebecca Russell. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you guys, uh, this show is going to be about a handful of feelings that a lot of us regular people get. Um, I'm calling this injustice and inequality, uh, celebrityism, systemic poverty, the bigness of the world, seeking validation and recognition, insecurities versus confidence, comfort in your simplicity, and reaching for the stars when it seems you're so much lower than the rest. Now, I know that's a huge, long title, and I might trim that at some point. <laughs> that's but, a handful. But those are all the feelings that I was getting. Um, this feeling is not just a fleeting feeling. Sometimes I get f- feelings, and that's where I get topics for the show, where it's just a you get this overwhelming feeling of something, and you go, what is that? What is that there? And sometimes it's fleeting, and you don't do a show about it. You just go, eh, you know. And other times it sticks around, these feelings. You're like, ah, I'm not processing my feelings. What's going on with, I'm I'm feeling some feelings and I'm judging myself for those feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You know, because at the end of the day, you guys, we regular people. And what is regular people? 
It means anyone that wasn't born with a silver spoon up their ass, frankly. You know, I like celebrities. I like some celebrities. I like, I love entertainment. I love good audio. I love watching movies and Dolby Atmos stereo surround sound. I love deep bass. I love good movies. I mean, who the fuck doesn't, right? But sometimes there's this, these, these worlds colliding that you don't even realize are colliding until it's too late. And last night, uh, I went out to get some water or something in the fridge, and uh, my mom had the TV on, as you guys know. You know, we live with the aunt and the mom because we're broke asses. <laughs> and it, it, it's a win-win. We all help each other out, you know. But the point is is that she, she, was, she had some talk show on, and um, Dave, Dana Carvey was on. Now, Dana Carvey is the most inauspicious, in, in, innocuous celebrity in the world. Why would you ever be jealous of Dana Carvey, right? He's skinny, yeah. he's tiny, he's funny. Everyone likes him. Why would you... Okay, so it has nothing to do with Dana Carvey, the person, okay? So every time we're talking, just realize that we're not talking about the person. It's, this is not personal. This is about our feelings that crop up when we're fe- when we're noticing things, right? And I noticed that he was just going on a tear, doing his thing, his shtick, and he's funny, you know, and everybody's laughing. And that is something as a comedian I've always wanted. I love when I can make people laugh and feel good. I love when I can use my laughter as as a form of medicine. It is really therapeutic for me. Um, but lately, I'll be frank, you know, um, I'll be earnest even. I'll be frank and earnest. <laughs> remember that old cartoon? I do remember that. Yeah. Um, it, it just dawned on me like 20 years later. I was like, Frank and Ernest. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think it just dawned on me since when you said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, the point is, is that um, celebrity culture, even lesser celebrities like YouTubers and uh, people just doing better at a podcast than you, 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 get, you get, I don't want to say jealous because I'm not a jealous person. I get envious from time to time. And sometimes I just get downright bent out of shape. And, uh, and then because our culture says, well, you're not, that's not classy, Brian. You can't feel that way. <clears throat> We're told to stow those feelings. We're told to sock them away forever and ever. So how do you process feelings if you're not uh, processing those feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Dana Carvey was there and he was laughing. He was making, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel laugh and stuff. And I like Jimmy Kimmel. Don't get me wrong. But, um. The point is, is that we as a species have have become very, very accustomed to knowing our role, knowing our place, whether that be our socioeconomic place, whether that be our gender place, whether that be our place in the world as a not funny person or not attractive person. We just have this tendency to acquiesce to the world's will without really thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, and he was kind of making everybody crack up, and I, I'm sure he was funny. I, I like Dana Carvey, too, but I got unusually angry because I realized, because the other day I read this quote by Jim Carrey, and you guys know I love Jim Carrey. I've used him in the past as a sort of a, a, a talking point of his introspection, how wealth has allowed him to introspect and become a better person, and I like the guy as a person, mm-hmm. you know. Um but he said, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it, there was a meme with his face, and it said, you know, um, 
I hope everybody gets exactly what I got, which is wealth and fame and fortune and everything that goes along with it, so that you realize that you don't want it, that you know that it's not the way. And I was like, oh, bitch, please. Right. You, you know, it's always the rich people saying how horrible it is. Right, well, right. Give it and, up, bitch. And the thing is, is that I am not a jealous person. Have I ever shown you jealousy? Have no. I ever been a jealous person? No, not at all. Not at all, right? <clears throat> and so... The thing is, is that when we get these petty feelings, quote unquote, petty feelings, um, we're told that we're not being classy. We're not playing by the rules. Come on, Brian. Don't be that way. But you guys, I've been at this for an entire fucking year now, and I love this. I enjoy it. But um, there's no I, I'm not even famous by podcasting terms, let alone YouTuber terms or, 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 or real celebrity terms. You know, I'm not even a, a B lister or a D lister. I'm a Z lister. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, um, the thing is, is do I crave fame and fortune? Uh, no, I crave doing what I love for a living stability. You yeah. know, when the world went cattywampus during the recession and all this weird stuff. And as my body got older and I, as I got fibromyalgia, I was like, God, I got to, figure out something I can do with my life that's less physical. Because my all the professions I've ever had were very in-your-face, active-type jobs. We're talking like, I call it the SWAT team dream. All men want to be a SWAT team member at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, they want to be a man of action, you know. And um, as you get older and as you um, start getting less physically impressive quite frankly <laughs> you uh you start going through insecurities frankly you know and i think all men go through that i i would imagine women go through that too yeah definitely yeah and um and so i got unusually irrationally angry and i was i was hate cooking my mac and cheese last night yes you were <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out okay but but the point is is that um you get unusually cranky sometimes especially when uh, celebrities and celebrity culture um, seem to be everything and everywhere. And so when you hear all these fucking things about, oh, getting rich and famous ain't all that, it's like, fuck you, man. Like, I don't want the fame. I don't give a shit about the fame, but I want your money. I want your and paycheck. And I don't even need rich. I just want comfort. Right. And not having to worry all the time. Right. right. Well, that's why I wanted to get into the weeds about this, because yeah. I wanted to talk about all the various you know, aspects to celebrityism, all the aspects of what it does to regular people over time. And I don't think that everybody gets, in, you know, uh, unusually angry or, 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 or necessarily jealous, but you do get, uh, after a while, maybe tired of living on the bottom rung of society while everybody else seems to be a rung up from you. I mean, I have Facebook friends who have houses down in L.A., and they show me their yard, and I'm sitting here, instead of uh, you know paying attention to what they're telling me, I'm getting jealous of their nice yard. Yeah, it's, you know? I know. Because we got, we got nothing. Yeah. We got nothing. We got a fucking job, and we got a mobile home that we share, <clears throat> and uh, it's falling apart. And, and like it's so easy to g- start getting into that petty territory of, mm-hmm. I just want to you know feel good about myself. Well, that's not even petty, though. It, people yeah. make you feel like it is, but it's right. not. It's really not. Well, that's why I wanted to do a show about yeah. it, because I wanted people out there who are regular like us to realize 
that these feelings are natural, that these feelings come, and that how do you process them in a way that's mature and classy mm-hmm. and is going to help you move and grow? You know, I get on to uh, Instagram sometimes, and uh, I've been following a lot of drummers. Now, my best friend Craig was a professional drummer for a long time. He was in a band. He did very good. Uh, he was in a band called Working Class Hero, and then his bandmate uh, made it famous He's a super famous guitarist now. You might have heard him. His name is Travis Larson of the Travis Larson Band. And he's a guitar maestro. He's a aficionado. He's a progressive rock master, right? Yeah. And uh, at a certain point, his drumming just didn't make the grade. He didn't make it to that next level of drumming, where he's a terrific drummer. He keeps time great. He was very good, but... Good compared to the new drummer that Travis Larson has? No, not as much. And so he hung up the drums because he knew that he wasn't quite as good. You know, it's kind of like me with my art. I was an artist. I was a very good artist. But then my, I have a friend named Jim Prostovich who's an even better artist. Well, and that was me and my dancing. <clears throat> like, I was yeah. good for Ellen Hancock College. Like, I was one of the best there, but the thought of actually going out and competing with real dancers anywhere, well, that's there's no the way. the difference it's... between a, a big fish in a little pond yeah. versus a big yeah. fish in a big <laughs> <Exactly>. pond. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about all this. It's not to be petty. It's not to to, to say, oh, fuck these people. We're, there's no hate coming from me. But, uh, like, this morning I checked, uh, I saw one of my favorite YouTubers, Cheap Audio Man, and he, I said, "Hey, will you will you like and uh, will you like my page?" He's like, "Sure, man." And then I checked, and he he unliked me again. I was like, "Well, fuck you too, bro," you know. <laughs> and I I still like him. Don't get me wrong, uh, you know. But it was just like it hurt my feelings yeah. that I don't matter. And and the only way I was able to justify it without getting angry is that he's only following audiophile stuff and bands. He's only following yeah, forty three people. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, ah, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the point is, is that it, you do struggle with these sort of feelings sometimes, and they come at the oddest times. I mean, last night we were in a good mood, we were doing fine, and all of a sudden I just walk out to make macaroni and cheese, and I get pissed because Dana Carvey's uh, yucking it up, making everybody happy in a room, and here as a comedian, I'm getting jealous of his funniness. I'm getting not just his funniness, but it's the way in which we all acquiesce to celebrityism. I mean, you want to wear a fucking shirt of Johnny Depp that says Hollywood vampires. And I'm fu- and I'm like swooning on his ass saying, "Yeah, I want you to too." <laughs> you know, so so there's this weird dynamic there it of is, yeah. passive aggressive love-hate thing. I love Johnny Depp as a person. I I think, you know, is he is he uh, uh, the golden boy? Is he, uh, you know, uh, all moral and good in the world? Fuck no. But that's why we like him, because he's a he's a bad boy. He's a he's a, a introvert. He's a weirdo. We like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. But um, I don't know. Uh, where should we start? Let me think here. Let me look at this and we'll we'll start where I feel like we should start. So I think the elephant in the room really is um, talking about uh injustice and inequality and systemic poverty you know there's a lot of celebrities who weren't born rich you know the one cool thing about the jim carrey story is that he uh, was very poor so poor in fact that they lived at some uh, family member's house 
in a tent in the backyard. They were so poor at one time, they were completely homeless. And he said that the first dollar that he earns, or, or he, he kept the first dollar that he earned, or, or something like, no, he, um, that's right, he, he, um, he said that when he earned a million dollars that he would, um, something, I can't remember. <laughs> it's not my life. What do I right. give a shit? <laughs> but the point is, is that he, 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 um, he did something symbolic to um, say, when I make it, um, I'm going to do this thing. And I think he put a dollar up and, or he gave a dollar to his dad. I can't remember the damn story, but um, the point is, is that he, he, when he made it, uh, he, he became, you know, a humble in his celebrityism, and I think that's really cool. I'm glad there's a lot of uh, people out there, but the, the the really the elephant in the room is systemic poverty. What do you think is going on when I say systemic poverty? What does that hearken to to you? It harkens to everyone. It's not a celebrity. Yeah, it's right. Just, yeah, it's just the norm. It's just kind of mm-hmm. how everything is. How everything is engineered to be yeah it's just most everybody i know well yeah and i talk about it like if you weren't born into wealth you are basically a regular person (laughs) yeah exactly. you know and the thing is is that we are all born into some state of repair or disrepair some people are born into dysfunctional poor families some people are born into dysfunctional rich family some people are uh, born into uh, functional poor and then there's dysfunctional poor which is the worst because now you don't have function or poverty <laughs> i was born into functional poor yeah me too i'd and, say that yeah. yeah where the we had a tight-knit group it was i didn't have a father growing up i mean i have a dad but my parents divorced when i was one and so i was raised by a single mom who was a working mom she was a very good banker, very good, kind mom, gave me everything I wanted for Christmas. And because we ra- lived most of the time with my grandparents, I was raised with good values. I was raised with a support system. There was morals. There was uh, routine. And that's where a lot of people aren't even raised with routine. And so it makes you realize when you think about the full spectrum of poor to rich and chaotic to functional, uh, how lucky we really were to be raised at least by parents that, you know, uh, loved us and uh, nurtured us and uh, allowed us to become well-adjusted people because some people don't yeah. even have that. Well, and just made <clears throat> me think about my dad. Like, he was born into dysfunctional, I don't want to say wealth, but they were semi-well-off because my dad, my grandfather Upper class. Was, was pretty high in the Air yeah. Force and they were, right. you know, like, you know, they were in country clubs and stuff. And right. my dad made it a point to get away from that yeah and came out to california and became a carpenter and and we grew up pretty poor yeah because he chose to get away from that and because he chose to get away from that they punished his him. parents punished him yeah. yeah so right yeah well and wealth is very close to me too in the sense that um my grandmother my dad's uh mom is a famous artist her name is janet stewart you guys can look her up janet stewart mm-hmm. artist yeah she passed away back in 2016 uh, or 2017. Well, I think 2017. But anyways, the point is, I miss her, but I didn't hang out with her a lot. I got to see her a few times when I was in culinary school. And then uh, since then, she moved out to Maui because she does a lot of watercolors and stuff. And then um, 
even richer than that, my grand, uh, her ex-husband is an architect. His name is Chuck Russell. And no, not Chuck Russell, the director. There's a Chuck Russell director. He's oh, not that one. I didn't one. even know that. <laughs> but yeah, he's, but his name is Charles Russell. And his, he's wealthy because he's an architect, right? And he lived down and we visited him when I was 15 and uh, got to see my cousin Trina and all that. And then um, my father, you know, sat around thinking he was going to get this big inheritance, uh, not from the them, even though that was a part of it, but even richer than that, my my great grandfather on my father's side is the owner and fi- founder of Timex. You know the watch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see a single penny, and neither did my father. What happened was when he died, uh, it went to his wife, and then. That bitch, <laughs> let me tell you about that bitch, <laughs> that bitch gave all the money to her side of the family, completely leaving us out of it, which yeah. is kind of fucked up if you think about it, yeah, because it that's not fair. No. Mm-mm. And when you think about unfairness, that's the problem with being poor, being broke, is that you you feel like you've got this inherent disadvantage. And um, unlike my father, I refused I refused to wait around for a ship that was never going to come in. And I refused to get bitter about it. And I refused to, uh, to see myself as a poor person. At the same time, I don't want to be one of those people, like kind of like how some Republicans, they act like they're going to be rich someday. So they vote like they're rich. Like, yeah. get your head out of your ass, fella. Like, no, you're, you're working class Vote working class, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not all Republicans are like that, but you know what I'm saying. Where yeah, people just they vote like how they want to feel rather than how they really are. Yeah, like oh, I'm going to be rich someday, so I got to make sure we take care of the rich. Like, uh, what are you stupid? <laughs> Even though I live in a shed. Yeah, I live in a shack. <laughs> I live in a shanty in out in the middle right. of Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kitty, hold on, you guys. Yeah, so at the end of the day, we all, you know, I use the analogy, uh, I was born, some people are born on third base. And what that means is, is they don't have as far to go to get to success as others. If you're born with parents that gave you, they have have a college fund for you, you've got more than the person who was born without anything, you know. And it's easy, it's easy to get bitter and to get sour about your station in life. You want to talk about that just a little bit? It Well, it is very easy because you just see people that have more than you that seem that they haven't worked for it or they haven't done much. Or, Especially if they haven't worked for it. Oh, yeah, that gets it's, me riled up. <laughs> and it's just, it's frustrating. And yeah. you don't want to have like a pity party, but it's super frustrating when you work your ass off and you don't yeah. get anywhere and you just feel like, you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. And you don't want to dwell on it, but it's... But it's how do you not notice it from yeah. time to time? And that's the thing is, I want people to live with class, grace, dignity. And uh, and that's why a lot of, you know, I was saying last night, the reason why people like Chris Hemsworth or, uh, or Johnny Depp are so classy is because they're grateful. Gratitude makes you classy. And uh, they have to be that way because they don't want to get canceled by their fans. They, they want to show gratitude in their wealth. They want to show gratitude in their good life. And they're wealthy enough now where they don't have to participate in this shit show called the working class struggle. The working class struggle is, for, for all intents and purposes, 
a, a reality that I think a lot of people try to trick themselves into thinking that if they just work hard enough, they'll get there. And I'm not saying that they can't, but in a lot of times, what systemic poverty is, is this inability to get out of it no matter what you do. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a fair analysis? Yeah, it is. And it does feel like that way. And most of the time it is that way. Yeah. You're not going to be able to work your way out of it. And there's not opportunities available for everyone. Well, and and I don't just think about myself, but I think about like, um, like in the inner city, in the hood, if you will, a lot of uh, African-American guys uh, don't want to go work at Burger King. They'd rather sell drugs because at least they can get wealthy enough to do something and then they get out of it. A lot of uh, if they, rappers, if they make it that, make it that that's well, that's good. the problem. Yeah. Is they get caught and then they're in jail and then systemic, then they're in this, that systemic institutionalization based on yeah. their socioeconomics. They end up institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And that's a damn shame. It is. That's why I, yeah. I believe in decriminalizing drugs. Nonviolent drug offenses should not carry 20-year sentences, yeah. especially when it's disproportionately affecting African-Americans than anybody else. Yeah. You absolutely, know, absolutely. and that's where a lot of conservatives don't realize the issues. They're just, why are you, you know, like my friend, he's like, <clears throat> well, if you work hard enough, you can get there. Like, yes, in general, I think that's a good theory, rule of thumb. And, yeah. It's a nice theory, but um, when you test it time and time again, there are certain disadvantages that some people just can never ever get out of. And yeah. a lot of times we're made to feel the shame for not making it. And then when you're poor, you you deal with a barrage of things that make you feel like you're supposed to know your place. It's like the way yeah. police officers treat you or the way judges or doctors treat you or the way that people around you treat you because you don't have the money or the clout to be worthy of good opinions, of good advice. It's like I was almost ashamed the other day when I was talking about how our living situation and how we're trying to be sort of uh, wisdom, motivational speakers, influencers. I didn't want to tell people my station in life because I didn't want it people to think, oh, well, he's not worthy of talking to because he's not wealthy. Yeah. You know? And I shouldn't a- have to feel like that, no, right? you shouldn't. Not at all. But it's understandable. Yeah, yeah. What would you say to someone who's just working a regular job? Maybe they can't afford to buy a house, but they're renting and they're working and they, they've got a, you know, they're, they're, maybe they're married, maybe they got a boyfriend, whatever. I'm talking about regular folks, people who probably were raised in either a functional or dysfunctional poverty situation. Uh, what would you say to those people in terms of offering them advice, offering them a little bit of hope? I know we don't even have it figured out ourselves, so how do you give advice? What's What would be your advice? I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, but, an, it's a hard yeah, thing to say. Is, yeah, because I, I don't know the answer, <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure it out myself and yeah. try to try to stay positive it's really hard yeah because you just see well i think on the one hand is you don't don't wake up every day thinking you are just an extension of your finances or you're yeah. you're only as good as your fancy clothes or you're only as good as your job i think we get too much of our identity out That's of our job or out yeah. of our socioeconomics yeah it's and it's hard to get out of that mindset mm-hmm. because it is. it's just it's 
pervasive. That's kind of it, all it is, there is. And it is pervasive it because is. everyone treats you based on your condition, your circumstances, not based on your quality of content or your yeah. character, you know? Oh, absolutely. Especially working someplace like a grocery store. Yeah. People just see you, oh, you're just, and it's not as bad here as like yeah. down in California. Like, right. oh, well, you're just a grocery store worker, so how can they you... treat, they look down upon you. Yeah. And even, even the employers themselves seem to look down upon you to, as if to say, well, if you're so low that you need this job, you're a piece of shit and I'm going to kind of treat you as such. They don't come out and say that, but you yeah. almost feel it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm lucky that in my store, it <clears throat> isn't like that. Yeah. But I'm in the, the, a group on Facebook that's people that work for the same company, and there are a lot of people within the company that do treat their employees like that. Yeah, so. right. Well, and the thing is, and and like I said, I don't get mad at celebrities. I don't, I don't have a grudge with Dana Carvey, for crying out loud. He's a nice guy. I love his work. Um, but, like, it just hit me because I think I'm going through my own insecurities because... As I'm getting older, um, frankly, I'm just not as well put together as I was when I was 20 and 25. I have fibromyalgia. I'm getting back problems. I can't do the kind of physical labor that I used to be able to do. And so I'm trying to shift into radio and something that where I can allow myself to use my brain and not just my body. But that's the problem even around here. I've noticed is like I feel like um, if if they if you don't have a degree they don't want to hear you. And I do have a degree, but it's a culinary degree. But I don't have a higher degree like a master's or something yeah. like that or mm-hmm. a PhD. Um, even though I have an IQ of 160, never fucking mind that. They don't care about that because that's not quantifiable to them. They they want to see that piece of paper. Yeah. You know, I wish I could just, you know, take an IQ test and like put it on my sleeve. And treat, they treat you accordingly. <laughs> and I get no big head about that. I mean, you know, it's not hard being smart in a dumb, dumb, dumb fucking society. It really isn't, you guys. Just believe in yourself, and I assure you, your sense of awareness will take over. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, around here, if you don't have the, the, the degree to be taken seriously... And your physical body is getting older. In other words, you can't do the manual stuff that people want you to do. Because, I mean, if you think about a job, they're only hiring you for one of two reasons. Your mind or your body. And if you have a good mind, but you don't have an in- uh, you don't have a piece of paper that proves your intellect, then fuck you, we don't want anything to do with you. And if your body's getting older, in other words, your best years are behind you like me. I mean, I was a bodybuilder. I was in great shape. I was in the military. I had a six-pack abs, dude. I was in great shape. Now, I'm not in bad shape. I look in the mirror. I still see me. I'm, a, I'm still thin. I still run. I still look fit. I, I'm 48, and I look 32. And I'm very fortunate for that. I'm very grateful for that. But that being said... Uh, I'm treated by doctors like uh, I'm too young looking to be disabled. Uh, I'm yeah. treated by employers around here that I'm uh, uh, they don't want me because my physical body is worthless to them. And so you start getting you start going through early uh, uh, middle midlife crisis of sorts, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you as a woman experience that? Do women experience that too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And 
talking about you know physicality of jobs like you think just with my job working at a grocery store like oh it's not i've been logging sixteen thousand steps a day yeah i'm fucking exhausted it's like our disneyland trips (laughs) yeah exactly so even something that's not even one of the real physical jobs around here is still very physical because they're forcing you to stand for eight to ten hours a day absolutely yeah and yeah it's really hard and like i'm like you Mm. like i'm 49 but i don't look it so people Mm. expect me to to they have expect the us to of act and have the energy of a 35-year-old. Yeah, exactly. They don't realize and, we're pushing 50. Yeah. And right. so, it, yeah, it is really hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, not the other day, I've been having to check a lot, cashier a lot, because yeah. people have been calling out and right. mentioned something about my back hurting. And mm-hmm. one of the younger girls is like, yeah, well, my back hurts, too. And I'm like, dude, I'm 50. My back hurts because it's fucking wrecked. Yeah. Like they don't realize how you break down over yeah, time. Exactly. Well, and that's where I get this sort of idea that um no, I shouldn't have to do these jobs anymore. It's not because of a sense of entitlement based on age. I don't think that age necessarily automatically grants you uh for everyone to kiss your ass. <laughs> no, but it, it has to do with uh I've been in the military, I served my country, I've been an EMT. I've been, uh, you know, a phlebotomist. I've worked as an energy healer and massage therapist. I've been a truck driver. I can drive big rigs. I've driven tanks. I've driven buses and limousines. For crying out loud, at what point am I allowed to get old? (laughs) There's no dignity anymore in America uh, for the the age. And that that just makes me think of, like, when you go to, to Walmart and you see these people working that are, like, in their 70s. Oh, I know. And it just breaks, your it fucking breaks heart. my heart. And hearing yes. fucking Mitch McConnell talk the other day saying, you know, his, he didn't straight up say it, but he was saying, oh, well, the 65 retirement oh, yeah, age they want was, to raise it up to was done when, when yeah. people only live to be 60-something. So, like, they want to raise Says the retirement age Says the guy that has to, the least physical job ever. Yeah, exactly. You it's know? like they want to raise the retirement age to what, like 75? Like, yeah, the and, and, and then when you, when the pro- the well, and they, to- wa- they want to do that because they want to spend less money. Oh, yeah. See, Republicans fucking hate, 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 hate. All of the, what are they called? Uh, the entitlement programs. Entitlement programs. They hate Social Security. They hate Medicare. Marks. Yeah. They yeah. hate it all. Mm-hmm. And they want, yeah, they're trying to raise the age to cut back on money because they say that 70 to 75% of all of our uh, treasury is made up of entitlement programs. And so they're trying to eradicate entitlement programs. But it's like, so, so then if you raise that, then where the fuck, at what age do you arrive at dignity? Yeah, and what age are we allowed to have they dignity? Think you're, they don't think we're worthy of it. That's exactly. Well, that's just it. They think we're all just a bunch of fucking goofy poor people that are yeah. chaotic and stupid, and we they treat us to as such. And then after a while, we start acting as such. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a you know it's kind of like the old saying: uh, if, if you act like an animal, I'm going to treat you like an animal. Well, there's a reverse of that. That poor people in our society mm-hmm. are treated like animals, and after a while, we just start acquiescing to our. And then they can say, "See, see, that's how you are. That's how you are. Like, that's how you really are." Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm trying to get people, yeah. regular folks, to be classy because when you act like an animal, people are going to think it's because of your, you know, station in life, and then that gives them ammunition to say. Hey, now we can start start doing all these other things yeah. to ruin 
our rights and Mm -hmm. and entitlements, you know? But that's what I'm saying is like, I'm almost 50. And if I was, I still feel okay, but I can't do the back-breaking labor anymore, and nor do I even fucking want to because it's not what intellectually I'm geared for. I'm geared for thinking about the world and being creative and getting into voice talent and voice art, doing, uh, you know, intellectual endeavors creating intellectual uh, uh property you know not fucking uh, transactional living over at the target or walmart yeah fuck that yeah, man i know now but but with that being said the the caveat to me is is that i think everybody should have to pay their dues because i see some these 25 year olds who are wealthy from youtube or from something and they're living la vida fucking loca and i'm like and they're like I said on the last episode, their id, their super ego is out of fucking control. And that's the thing is, on the one hand, I want to give people the freedom, the impetus, if you will, to be themselves. But I also want people to be humble and to not, you know, because some people are just geared towards being, I don't want to say arrogant, but they're showboats. There's, mm-hmm. I watched this drummer on Instagram and he's always doing these drum things and then he flips the sticks all the time and he looks at the camera like he's God's fucking gift and and while he is a great drummer I give him all credit I just want him to humble himself because like I said the problem nowadays is that we're all looking because we've all been shown that being a public figure being a celebrity is where it's at and so now we're at a point where we're going to have more celebrities and public figures than we have regular individuals mm. shit even I'm in it now <laughs> and I never, th- I never craved um, fame or fortune. What I crave is is uh, just doing good work and being uh, validated for uh, my intellectual property. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't want people to think I'm petty. I, I'm a classy person. I, I think if you're good at something, you should sh- share it with the world. And I think that all uh, creative content people, content creators, musicians, uh, drama people, artists, uh, performance art, whatever, dancers, should all be um, validated for their skill. But when you live in a world of 7 billion people, I'm sorry, it starts making a lot of people look very fucking average after a while. And and we're not giving credit to average anymore. Uh, the, The quiet... Uh, shy, introverted people who are doing good work on the sidelines, completely unsung heroes because we're too busy uh, looking at, you know, uh, you know, that famous chick's tits or that famous guy's musculature. It's like fucking A. It's like I can't help it because Joe Rogan is a podcaster and I'm a podcaster. But people like worship this motherfucker like he's God's gift and he's he's so muscular and he's a he's a martial artist oh goody i was in fucking martial arts too you know and um i give him full credit for being a nice guy i give him full credit for being good at his job but what's he doing to help uh the world i i just think that we've all grown so numb and that's where like a lot of times my thinking will be like like i love mark hamill but but I'm always like hoping and dreaming that some rich person recognizes me and then like gives me a shout out or to help boost my numbers or does something to help me. And then I realized nobody's ever going to fucking help you, bro. 
people aren't built that way anymore. What what do you think yeah. that is? And I mean, is that an unrealistic expectation of me? I mean, because I know that it's I I, I don't think that out loud. I'm only telling you that's how you think on, when mm. you're desperate. Oh yeah, when you're at your Absolutely. wits end and you just wish God. You know, it's like when Aud- Cheap Audio Man gave me a shout out. It helped boost my numbers, and I felt good for a time. For him to unfriend me was like, oh, well, fuck you too, Randall. Right, yeah. And I love him, (laughs) but, you know, makes it hurt your feelings. Yeah, I know. And there's, it. I agree that when people get to a certain level, like, they should give back, and they should put something into what they came from and what is keeping them going. Right. And And well, and that's why at least, at least a lot of um, celebrities are progressive and they want more equality. They want to tackle systemic injustice and inequality and systemic poverty. But that's what I'm saying is if they're not in it, there's no sense of fucking urgency. Yeah, like that's us. Absolutely true. We're living in a trailer and, yeah. where maybe five, ten years from now, this thing's going to fall apart, and we're going to have nowhere to fucking live. Yeah, it's a yeah. ticking time clock. And at the same poverty, time, you know? it's not their responsibility. It's not, not directly. But it just feels like they should be doing something with right. All that they have, well, and that's and it's a that's the thing. It, it and then it becomes politicized, where Republicans and conservatives say, "See." They want free lunches. See, they want something for nothing. They want they want a socialized agenda. See, see, see. But the thing is, it's yeah. kind of like my, the way I evolved on the basic universal uh, uh, UBA universal basic income. That yeah, yeah. can't mm-hmm. ever say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I ten years ago thought you know that's kind of weird. Like, why would we offer people money just to exist when? You know, population numbers are blowing out of control. Is the government uh, now uh, have to uh, simply take care of all of us? You look at the number of people on food stamps nowadays, and what we're seeing is uh, uh, the growth and exponential growth of overpopulation in our society is creating it to a point now where uh, most individuals without the proper education, without the proper infrastructure, have nowhere to go. And so, just like me, they get desperate and they become uh, podcasters or they they seek fame and fortune because that's what their society is telling them, that all of the badass motherfuckers are basketball players, actors, models, etc., etc. And so, there's no, no one wants to be regular folks anymore because there's no fucking incentive. Well, no, there's not at all, because you can't even survive being a regular person. Well, and then also regular people, they pay their way through college, and then they're paying on student loans that never, ever go, they never go away. You could be paying on that shit for 50 fucking years and still owe. Because of interest, yeah. Because of interest, Mm -hmm. and because it's just so much money. And that's what I mean, is that we're, we're in... The, the, that's what I mean by a top-down economy, and that's what I mean where we're living in a society where they're not building up infrastructure for everybody to take advantage and to uh, all, so that we all have a sense of belonging that, you know, it's like a, a ship. Say you're in the Navy and you work on a ship. Everybody on that ship has a job. Some sh- some jobs are bigger and more important. Some are small jobs, just swabbing decks. But at the end of the day, everybody is participating in the maintenance and care of the mission and of the ship. And at the end of the day, that we're not doing that as a country. We're no, not, we're not. You know, no, because I think because a lot of the people in charge, they well, they want to keep us down, but yeah. 
their whole thing is, oh, well, you need to be able to pull yourself up by the bootstraps while then making it impossible to do that. So, well, yeah, was- what if there's nowhere to pull? I mean, I wish, I think everybody has to pay their dues. I think everybody should work for a time. I think everybody should go through the military or, or something like that, something life-altering, challenging, uh, and everybody yeah. should try to earn their way through their life. But at the end of the day, it's getting to the point now where, where the fuck are the jobs? I oh, mean, that's the thing. You can't say you have to work hard in, in order to make it, but then make it impossible to make it. Right. You can't have it both ways. You have to either be the government that mm-hmm. takes care of its people yeah, or be the government that makes it so people can right. get ahead. Well, but when and, you say you have to get ahead, but then make it impossible to well, get ahead. That is why I'm such an advocate of people uh, taking personal responsibility for having children. Uh, we have friends who, where my friend Idris has six kids, but she had kids back in the day where it was normal to have six children, especially if you came from a certain, you know, Irish Catholic family or something of that nature. Um, her daughter uh, just had two children, and right after she had her second baby, she had her tubes tied. And I thought that was fan-fucking-tastic. She's taking personal responsibility, not only for her own personal life, but she's taking responsibility for the, for the, for the whole, for the aggregate. That, you know, it's kind of like in China, you know, some people believe that it's a good thing that they limit children to two. And some people think that's fascist. And I, 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 I'm, I, I'm torn on that because on the one hand, I believe in absolute freedom. But on the other hand, if we don't have guardrails up on the system, uh, they can be exploited and used against us. And so I just feel mm-hmm. like if we all took a little responsibility in creating these overpopulation numbers, uh, where are all these people going to go? What jobs are they going to have? And are they going to end up taking our jobs later on in life? I don't want to have to compete 15 years from now from a baby right now. Who's trying to take my job 15 years from now? Yeah. I want to be oh, yeah. up high enough where that doesn't exist. In other words, we everybody should uh, uh, elevate their station in life. Promotion should be a natural part of life. And when we're not promoting people because they have to change jobs every three years, holy shit, how do we get a handle on that when I'm 50 years old and I got all this experience and, and wisdom and, and uh, I could step in a job tomorrow and probably do it better than a lot of people simply because of all that experience. But at the end of the day, in the free market, they, they don't have any real allegiance to us. They have no real allegiance to society. It's all for me. That's what free market capitalism is, is, is we owe you nothing. And at the end of the day, they're right. They, we don't owe them anything and they don't owe us anything. So how do we uh, put some guardrails on our society so that poor people can all get up and get ahead and not have to compete with people 20 years younger than us when we're 50 years old yeah. and they're trying to fire us now because we're not, our bodies are all used up. You well, know? and it's not even that either. It's <clears throat> that people that are older realize their worth. And they want to be paid more. They want to be paid what they're worth. And some 20-year-old just starting out is going to take whatever. Yeah. A lot of the times. Moldable, malleable. Yeah, so they're not going to hire an older person because the older person wants to be paid what they're worth. Well, that's what I mean about ageism is that nobody wants to hire me. They can tell I have an attitude. Even when I try Mm -hmm. to suppress it. They can tell that I'm too smart to fall for their bullshit schemes. Yeah, exactly. And so where do you go? 
You go on the airways and talk your little heart out and hope for the best. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm not a socialist. I mean, I believe in free market capitalism up to a point, but it's getting to the point where uh, it's getting cruel. Even George W. Bush believed in compassionate capitalism. And so without guardrails, it means that corporations don't have to care about their employees um, it means that we don't have to set up anti-monopoly laws. It means that uh, they don't have to worry about polluting our earth, polluting our water, polluting our air, all that shit. And Republicans seem to be trying to wind all this shit back because of personal freedom. And so they're, they're what they're doing is they're relying on people's inherent, innate sense of outrage over the fact that liberals are trying to um, take away their freedoms. But we're not trying to take away freedoms. We're trying to build guardrails so that there's some baseline of fucking morality in capitalism, right? Yeah, and they know that. They just try to right. get their talking points Well, there's there a lot of young people, people who up. fall for this shit, though, man. Yeah, there are. They listen to Fox News and they eat this shit up like fucking Triscuits, man. I know. And, and that's, um, the, that's the thing. That's well, because I'm part. a freedom lover, too. And if I wasn't educated more, I would get outraged by a lot of things, too. But I, I've been in politics for 20 years now. I know policy. I understand the two parties and where they're going and what they care about. And we now know for a fact that the Republican Party is quasi-fascistic, that they want to become an autocracy. They want to rule with an iron fist and dole out as they see fit. Yeah. They don't want us to become up and, and become competition. And so they it's called crib death. They want to kill small businesses. They want to kill up-and-comers. And they want to kill the baby in the crib before it has a chance to grow yeah. into Thanos and, and take over the world. So they're afraid of competition. They're afraid of the free market. They say that they're all about freedom, but really what they're about is freedom so long as we're in charge. Yeah. As long as they're in charge to to make themselves and their friends wealthy. So long as we can make everybody around us wealthy and to, contribute to all yeah. all the lobbyists that that contribute yeah. to our causes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's they want the freedom to continue exploiting people. And well, and that's stuff. why I get so pissed about politics and why I try not to put it on the show. But we have to know our rights at the end of the day as citizens. You know. Yeah. And. Um, well, what do you feel about overpopulation? Because I know at the end of the day, we, we, you know, giving birth is as natural as it comes. And I'm not anti-giving birth, for crying out loud. I mean, that'd be a, unnatural. Obviously, I am for people having kids. Um, but it doesn't seem like any of us anymore are growing up with any sense of urgency or awareness or concern for the bigger picture. We're only concerned about our own selfish needs. Do you, yeah. do you? That's a hard one because it it's, is. It, people, I think, should have a right to have families, right? And, but yeah, it can be out of control, and yeah. well, and at the same time, with um, I've heard so many stories of people that when they're young, they know they don't want children. They want to get their tubes tied or have a hysterectomy or something. And these laws are in place that you have to be with someone that can then give you permission to have that happen. You have to have one or two kids already. You have to this, you have to that. They make it impossible to even take charge of your own reproductive health because it's a way to keep, you know, keep people underneath them and yeah. power over them sure. so it's something that 
everything needs to change in, as far as that. And even goes to Roe v. Wade. Like if, if someone wants to take charge of their health and doesn't want another child or for whatever mm-hmm. reasons, but it's their way of saying, no, we're going to keep you barefoot and pregnant. And then once well, the kid comes, we're not going to help you take care of anything. The, so it's a, it's a tough one. Well, I, not, I have a big problem with, you know, this Christianity or quasi Christianity infiltrating into our politics. And a lot of these, um, right-wing uh, uh, Christian conservatives, they're called the evangelicals, they are a bunch of rich corporatists trying to trick people through religion of their version yeah. of reality, but the problem is, is at the end of the day, if they're so fucking pro-life, then why don't they care about people once they're grown? They or only once, care once about you when you're in the crib. They don't even care about that. It's lo- they only care about them when they're in the womb. They don't care about it. As soon as they're out in the world, right. they don't give a shit. They don't care. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, and and you know, and I don't mean to pick on, you know, po- but in our political spectrum, if people don't start finding out what's for real, they're going to keep voting for this shit, and that's the thing is I'm trying to get my conservative friends to say, we're not, like, trying to create some new world order. We're not trying to create some liberal bastion utopia, as nice as that sounds. We want there to be a fucking accountability in our system so that we have some inherent morality, ethics, Mm -hmm. that we have some, uh, you know, because there's just the free market without regulation uh, is, is really starting to turn into this monster that we can't control and that's the thing that people don't realize is that when they say, oh, well, the free market is just like an ocean. It's natural. No, it's not. No. It's ran by people. Yeah. People create, make these decisions it, yeah. to oppress and to uh, yeah. be tyrannical. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's engineered that yeah. way. And we yes, have to is. get smart enough to understand that without regulation, without, you know, because I, I want people to thrive. I want there to be freedom. I love freedom. I'm a fucking soldier for crying out loud. That being said, what is so free about working down at Home Depot? You're, you've been there 20 fucking years. Some people are, oh, oh, we love you. You kiss ass just the right way. So we're going to groom you into management. But you there, you, you, you got an attitude. So no, fuck you. We're going to keep you. And we're going to keep you from getting promotions. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, who the fuck wants to be privy to a society that uh, gets to pick and choose the winners and losers? Yeah, yeah. Horseshit. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I just want to be validated. I think at the end of the day, most people, they don't want to be rich. They just want an ease of life, especially as they get older. They want a comfort, a baseline of sanity Mm -hmm. and order. Yeah. God for fucking bid. Yeah. And they want recognition for their achievements. And, um, you know, like, like I use Cheap Audio Man as an example. I love Randy. He is the nicest, sweetest guy in the whole world. Plus, he's a veteran like me. I, I support him. But two years, he's got 100,000 subscribers. He's getting ready to do a big contest giveaway for his 100,000 subscriber. And I support that success because he didn't do anything weird or creepy to get there. He's just a yeah. charming as fuck motherfucker. And people are like, oh, I like this guy. Um, I think I have that too, but podcasting is a different animal, you know, and that's Very why different. I want to get over and maybe get some growth over on YouTube. But, but it's not about ego. It's not about in jealousy. It's about, hey, 
I've put, paid my dues as much as Randy there. Why is it that some people seem to succeed and some don't? What yeah. What do you think that yeah. is? Is that just charisma or is that just... I think it's partly charisma. I think it's partly just people just get lucky. Yeah. You have a certain thing that you put out at just the right second. Just good, good, dumb luck. Dumb luck. I think that's yeah. mostly. He, he what came it at is. the right time. Mm-hmm. Came with the right attitude. Came with the the uh, you know because he he talks about you don't have to be a millionaire to to have good audio, mm-hmm. and that just that resonates with a lot of people because audiophiles are getting sick and tired of living in a top down economy where. You know, you've got Bowers and Wilkins fucking stereo equipment that's coming in at $3,500 to $30,000. And while I love boutique stereo companies, um, what's going to happen when all these boutique companies in the world uh, have to then acquiesce to the fact that nobody's rich anymore? Yeah. Well, there's still going to be enough rich people. That's the yeah. Thing. Well, that's the problem with population numbers being high is there's always going to be a certain number baseline of rich people whether it's right or not, it's insignificant to the greater point that uh, uh, we're always going to have so many poor people, so many rich people. And so what it's forcing people, I think, to do nowadays is, hey, they got theirs. I'm going to go get mine. And that selfish attitude of fuck everyone else uh, is starting to become a railroad society. And that is why I have a problem with it, because where. In all that is there kindness? Where in all that is morality? Where in all that are we uh, treating each other with the dignity that we deserve? You yeah, know, and a lot of people aren't. And the thing is, there is a way to get successful and try to be successful and try to work your way up and be compassionate about it. But so mm-hmm. many people just aren't. Yeah, that's well, that's what I mean. Is that you person. were competing as good people? Like, <clears throat> could I be unethical and try to do things the hard, the easy way? Yeah. I get all the time. I get people going, "Hey, you want to buy some Instagram uh, numbers? We'll give you a hundred thousand numbers if you pay this." Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, just yeah. the other day, this uh, this lady. I thought she was going to be a fan of the show. She looked like somebody who would awkward and shy. I thought, oh, this is my people. This is my mm-hmm. fan. She's she's coming shy, but coming to me like, "Hi, I like your stuff." Oh, thank you. You know, and I love that. Yeah. You know, it makes me feel yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. But then uh, she goes, well, I'd like to contribute. Can you give me your PayPal? I said, sure. And I gave it to her. And then uh, uh, she comes back a little bit later with this snapshot of she just gave me $800 and put it into my PayPal account. And and I started reading the bottom line and it said, if, if. you if, if you give <laughs> me 20 bucks, I'll this that'll yeah. complete the transaction of your $800. I'm like, oh, horse right. shit. I, yeah. I, I immediately went to my PayPal account. There was no transactions pending. It was mm-hmm. a fucking scam, oh, no. and so of I had course. to report her. Mm-hmm. But my point is is that there's so many people nowadays that are unethical, that are willing to cut corners, that are willing to do the hard or the easy thing or the not right thing. And um, I don't know, man. I'm not willing to do those things. I just got to keep doing my thing and hope for the best and hope mm-hmm. that people see that there's quality content there and that there's a quality individual behind it yeah and that's not to say that somebody like cheap audio man has no ethics i think he just got lucky he's doing everything the yeah. right way as well yeah but um but but it's just there's a lot of people out there on tiktok a lot of people on uh, uh, instagram a lot of people out there on um youtube that just frankly feel like uh, uh just narcissists they're just going for fame 
They're just shooting for the fame, and they don't care how they get there. What do you think yeah. about that? Well, just you talking about the whole scam thing just makes me think about being at work. Like, we've got a drawer full of papers of people, just two in the last month, that are, like, trying to pass fake fake uh, payroll checks or trying to write fake checks or this and that and right. this and that. And it's... Petty criminals. It, that, and it's, and it's maddening because if one of us doesn't catch something like that, then we could lose our job. Because somebody's trying to be out there. Yeah, and now you're liable for their bullshittery. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. It pisses me off. And, like, with our training for doing Western Union, they have us look out for, like, older people that are getting scammed or people that are getting told, if you don't pay this bill, then the IRS is going to come after you. If you don't pay it through Western Union. Like, just people out trying to do all this shit, and it can ruin someone's life. Well, and that's why I tell you guys, everyone, 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 unless you're rich, even if you're rich, if you have morals and ethics, if you're a good person, everybody should be pro-union. It doesn't mean that we can't put unions in check when they get a little too complacent, Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want it because they, they charge too much and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. You know, if we all held them accountable, we could hold unions accountable, too. But without leverage... You've got no fucking voice. You've got no yeah. say. And everybody should believe in coalitions. Everybody should be in fair line, district district line, you know, where they they draw the lines of districts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then Republicans will kind of go, oh, we're going to gerrymander this district yeah. and redraw the lines yeah. so that we get more people and therefore win elections. Oh, my God. And nobody talks about it. It's just one of those quiet things they do. And then all of a sudden they win the next election because the rules have changed because they just added 10,000 more people to their district. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, we need to hold people accountable. But then at the same time, it's fucking exhausting. And why should we have to be have such a like a right a microscopic lens on these people because they're so shady? Yeah. It's- well, and and because they're the governors of themselves and everything else, who watches the watchers? Yeah. Who exactly? You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, when they're at the top, and that's what I mean. Like, I think there's good people out there trying to do good. Jaya Paul. AOC, Bernie Sanders. Um, But the problem is, is that once you're up there, they see the gross dysfunction of it. And even they themselves know that no change is going to happen. And especially if we don't have a majority, we're fucked. If we don't win the fucking, if the Democrats don't win re-election this midterms, we're going to not only have to deal with the lacking in uh, taking care of the middle class and taking care of working people, but we're also going to have to worry about uh, Roe versus Wade and bodily autonomy. We're going to have to worry about religion infiltrating Mm -hmm. into our politics. Uh, We're going to have to worry about uh, these wealth agendas that are going to make it even more unfair and unequal. Yeah, yeah, tax breaks for the rich. Absolutely. just It's so frightening. Well, Um, that's why I say why I can't get into the daily politics anymore is I already am an advocate. I already am politically progressive, and I will never vote for a Republican in this climate. That's not to say that I wouldn't someday if things got changed, but as it stands, the the last 30 fucking years of my life anyway, I've never seen them do anything but support the wealthy. Yeah. The end. Yeah, no, I know. And how they can talk this smack about, you know, it's like Elon Musk, 
now there's more proof that he is going to let Trump back on Twitter. It's like, yeah. oh, I knew and it. you know what that's going to do? That's going to fucking rile up his bully pulpit, and then mm-hmm. he could win re-election, and then guess what? All of our fucking freedoms that we take for granted are going to be gone because y'all fucking too stupid to understand that he's a tyrant. You're all too stupid that to, to realize that he doesn't care about you. He's using you. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm at that point again where I'm trying to walk that line of staying informed because we have to right. and we have to try to make sure that things get done correctly yeah without going into the weeds in it because that's exactly my, it because that's exactly it it's, at this point could not handle i it think then. the politics right now is like a marsh and that you get into the weeds of it but you also get into the quicksand of it yeah. and then you get pulled into it yeah. and then it makes you fucking not only frustrated but it makes you downright depressed yeah because you know that the chips are stacking against regular people Mm -hmm. there's too many wealthy systems not advocating for us and that's what i mean about celebrity culture i have nothing against classy people doing those jobs but the gross inequality of it is frustrating and maddening it's Mm -hmm. not that i'm a petty person it's that i've spent my whole life doing real dignified shit and i get no Nobody fucking thanks me for my motherfucking service. Everybody's clamoring for fucking these wealthy, handsome celebrities. Good grief. Get yeah. get your fucking hormones under control, girl. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like we've, we've talked about my medications in the past. So just yeah. to give y'all an update. Oh, I'm yeah, in between yeah. meds still. Like I tried that one again, and I was highly allergic to it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you guys don't know, we were talking about her changing her meds. That she was she she got off meds for two weeks. She noticed she, she was just highly irritable, uh, and uh, and so then she she's gonna get on this new medicine. But in the meantime, she tried this Wellbutrin, and uh, yeah, she was yeah, highly as, allergic as again. Allergic she got a rash still. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So then had to go back on my old one because my doctor prescribed the new one. But, of course, the insurance company can't just give me what the doctor thinks I need. They have to approve it from yeah, their so desk now we're waiting on for high. Approval on that. So right. I had to go back to my old stuff. And then I'll be starting the new stuff when and if it gets approved. So well, my mental health cannot deal with politics right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm at the point where you cannot change me. I've been in politics for 20 years, and I'm a progressive. You will not fucking change me on that. Does that mean that I like woke culture and all this cancel culture shit? No. Lighten the fuck up, liberals. Um, that being said, do they uh, own the? Do they own the moral? Uh, you know, do they have the moral right? Are they in the moral right? Do, do they have the moral high ground? Yes, they fucking yeah. do. And I can't stress that enough for conservatives i'm not anti-conservative i'm anti-dumb don't give these people power to rule us they will make it worse for us i fucking assure you man and i know i've said it before but don't just listen to what they say pay attention to what they do because they're doing the opposite of what they're telling you they're gonna do right and i don't want to get into the political weeks but you're right it's it's about knowing enough to stay vigilant but not knowing so much that you're emotionally daily emotionally uh, going through emotional toil back and yeah. forth if you're dealing with depression anxiety frustration at your job and then you come home to fucking politics every night yeah. oh my god but yeah. see that's the thing but if you're not smart enough to know how to vote or you're not <clears throat> you just don't understand the policies you know and that's just it you guys you have to know policy and you have to know which 
don't look at how what they say. Look at how they vote. That's yeah. how you know if they're really for regular people or yeah, not. Exactly. Well, and I have written here. Um, uh, uh, validate finding your validation and recognition insecurities versus confidence comfort in your simplicity because regular people have much simpler lives than so, say a Johnny Depp or someone uh, and then reaching for the stars when it seems like you're so much lower than the rest in other words I always say shoot for the moon and even if you miss you're higher up than you were before yeah. you know mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it is discouraging And that's why I get just involved in politics where you're not going to fucking change my leaning, my leaning. I'm never going to lean right in this lifetime unless there's some massive, drastic, moral, ethical change in the Republican Party. Not going to fucking happen. That does not mean I am that I think all conservatives are evil or that I think all Republicans are evil. But they certainly have agendas that aren't working for poor people these days. And if you're poor... Don't be a dingleberry. Vote your conscience, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, what do you think about, uh, you know, reaching, like me, I, I got to a point where uh, reaching for the stars was actually easier for me than reaching for a job in rural Oregon. Three years ago, I would have said, that's crazy talk. Go get a regular job, Brian. But now... This is turning into something way better, and maybe not financially yet, but it's turning into a, an institution that I can be proud of. If I died tomorrow and I had 72 episodes for people to listen to, I can say, hey, I died trying. At least I tried. You know, And that's yeah. the thing. At, at the end of the day, is I'm doing something to actually help real people, good people, regular people. And at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter... If you're conservative or a Christian or not, I don't, I'm not anti-Christian or anti-conservative. What I am is, is be careful of those agendas out there, you guys. They will, they will pull the wool over your eyes and they will Trojan horse shit that later could come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Absolutely. But what do you think? Um, cause I want to get off of politics. I want to get into something more positive and more cheerful. Um, but what do you think about, uh, people nowadays who, like myself, are like, you know, fuck this world. This is nonsense. I'm going to go do this, this, or this. Do you think, I mean, because that is not the easy way. When you look at people like uh, Matt Dillahunty, who's like that ardent atheist guy, and he makes money off of his YouTube videos and such, um, but he he just now got insurance, and he just had a quadruple bypass surgery, and so not everybody has the finances to get out of their normal job. What is your advice to people who are working regular jobs but who feel like in their hearts uh, have a talent they want to show off or they want to get rich and they want to get famous. They want to be a celebrity. They, they're, they're yearning for celebrityism, but maybe they don't have, you know, maybe they have the ethics, but maybe they don't have the um, talents yet or whatever, but they're trying. What is your advice to regular folks yeah. trying to make it? That's the problem, and that's why I'm so in favor of universal health care and a universal basic income, because yeah. it would allow people to be able to follow their dreams or do things that well, are unconventional, because as it stands, you kind of can't. Yeah. Like, if I was, I, I, if I could find my thing and wanted to go for it, yeah. we'd have no health insurance. Right. We'd have no income. Like, yeah. And that's the problem, and that's 
that and that's part of what they want because they don't want people to make it and become competition. Yeah. So I don't know what my advice. I guess my advice is to try to reconcile with what you have to do and try to do it on the side, which yeah. sucks side because hustles. you're exhausted, you're tired, you're yeah. you've got so much other stuff well, going on. And that's why I say don't do make rash decisions, don't don't burn bridges. Uh, when it comes to employers, don't quit your job right away. Um, start transitioning and make it a five-year transition, a slow transition, yeah. so that when you're trying to transition from, you know, deli worker at the grocery store to a famous actress or famous singer or whatever, that you're doing it in strides. Now, what about, you know, because I've heard Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs talk a lot about this and he's like people don't live in reality nowadays and he's right a lot of people have their head up their ass when it comes to reality but then there's a lot of people you know who kind of sort of are making it anyway yeah well and i like mike Rowe, but he's coming at it from a conservative point of view right so right he's kind of what do you what's the inherent because i don't want people to get the wrong idea that we're not we're not anti-conservative but what no. why is that wrong do you think because it's it's the mindset of oh well you need to have a real job or you need to you need to pay your dues. Says for this the opera of time singer turned to, voice artist. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so and yeah, just because he did a show called Dirty Jobs, he never did those dirty jobs. Those weren't his fucking jobs. No, exactly. I know. And then he. It's almost like thing. he's living vicariously through their hard work. Yeah. Like, and then fuck kind you, of sit like, down, Mike Rowe. Kind of taking. <laughs> Taking, I like Mike Rowe, but oh, sit the too, fuck down. Like, yeah, You're not doing these credit jobs. For like, oh, I've done this. You need to do this. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't do it, so why should everybody else do it? Yeah, so, do as I say, not as I do, because he yeah. went for it. He yeah, made it. Exactly, yeah. You know, And that's the problem, is people in that position will then turn around and tell people they have to do what they never had to do. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating. But Right. So... Yeah, no, I, I get it, you know, and um, and that's the thing is, like, I, I'm not a petty person. I don't get jealous all the time. I'm never jealous in a relationship, and uh, I don't get jealous of people who are richer than me. I don't get jealous of people who are prettier than me or better looking or buffer than me, uh, but I do get sick and tired of the grind. Yeah. Because absolutely. after a while, it just doesn't make sense that I'm even in it. It doesn't, and it gets to a point where you just... Yeah, I've worked my ass off for how many years? And it kind of just gets to a point where I feel like, why the fuck should I have to? Why should I still yeah, have to worry about try careerism when I'm 35 years yeah. deep in this shit? Yeah. yeah, maybe I don't try as hard as I should. Maybe sometimes I call out when my migraine's not as bad as it, it could be. Like, Well, that's mental health thing. It is. It absolutely is. But, it's but we're just, not allowed to address our mental you're health. you're made to feel like, oh, well, you're not trying hard enough. Well, n- well no, because I'm fucking tired of and it. And the system is creating mentalities and attitudes that we all just acquiesce to. That we have to yeah. be diligent, strong, hardworking, totally positive people. And that was like the last episode I was trying to tell people, how in the fuck am I supposed to be positive all the time when I have no mental health advocacy? Mm-hmm. Even my own fucking doctor don't give a fuck if I die. And yeah. and I'm not trying to say that my doctor is a bad person, but she's busy. She don't got time for my ass. And that's yeah. what I mean is as soon as you acquire your own wealth, like her, like AOC, there's this, the, yeah. the, the urgency is gone. Yeah. And and I do think people like AOC and Bernie and a lot of those newer people, they do have the they still have the fire for it and they still have yeah, the I agree. And if there were more of them, mm, yeah. it would 
it would start to turn. And that's why I think it just, it, there needs to be a new generation of people yeah. well, in there. And how do we get these people to stop believing all this bullshit that Tucker know. Carlson that's, is telling yeah, them? That's the hard part. It's so weird. It's like it's trying to get yeah. poor people to think like rich people and to hate poor people. Yeah. Like, are you fucking yeah. stupid? And then they vote in that way, and then that just perpetuates the rich people... Well, and it's people born on third base telling everybody else not to play baseball at all. Yeah. Don't yeah, do it. Exactly. Like, yeah, who the fuck right? are you? You're <laughs> you're playing baseball yourself, motherfucker. Like, yeah. I know. It's so ironic. Again, and so, watch what they do and don't just listen to what they say. And yeah. I like Mike Rowe. And I, you know, oh, yeah. and I understand my conservative friends insofar as work hard, have a work ethic. But they're being fooled into this societal mm-hmm. pressure that is going to outlive their ability to keep up. Mm -hmm. And when they get old, like Craig, when he's old and tired, he's not going to be able to do this anymore. And and yet those mentalities that are so ingrained in him are going to be there, making him feel like he's less than human simply because his body is breaking down. And it's that whole work your ass off and hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm. What about your real life? Like, people don't realize how important your actual life... Why should your whole life be working? Well, that's the the thing. At the end of the day, that's why I titled it this way, is reaching for the stars doesn't necessarily mean becoming famous or, or a celebrity. It just means when, at the end of the day, are we, as regular people, allowed to live on this planet and not just live to make rent? Yeah, There's got to be exactly. something more to it. And the it. whole thing is like, oh, you can do that when you retire. Well, what about 90% you of us you that, can't are, afford that are never going to be able to retire? That's exactly yeah. it. So you, you're just never supposed to have a life. And I think that's part of what the, the lure of Christianity is, because yeah. they've got heaven when they're You've dead. You've got this afterlife to look so, forward to. Yeah. So and then, it, it and, makes people like more okay with just sucking it up and having a shit life because they're going to have heaven when they die. Well, and that's the thing. As an atheist, I'm sorry. Now, I've tried to reconcile because on the one hand, I talk about the soul. On the other hand, I talk about ghosts and spirits. And so people are like, well, how can you believe in those things and, and still be it's an not, atheist? It well, it doesn't have anything to do well, with Well, my that. thing yeah. is, is just be, I believe ghosts are anomalous. They're not meant to be here. Their energy is lingering despite the fact that they were supposed to have crossed over. And mm-hmm. that does not prove that there's an afterlife. No. It only it proves energy. that energy can linger. Yeah. We cannot exactly. make the assumption that it's 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 proof of heaven. Wherever they're passing over to, for all we know, maybe they're just whew, maybe they're just going back to the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't prove that there's a heaven or an afterlife. And so my point is is if life is so precious like christians say then why on earth are we supposed to acquiesce to all these inane fucking rules that only apply to poor people and exactly right spend our life working for other people and not enjoying our life like it's life is so precious it is that's the that's why i talk about this and that's what i try to tell you guys i'm not talking about this stuff to bomb people out this is uh spiritual for us this we're trying to say hey we enjoy this life, but if we don't enjoy it anymore, how in the fuck can we keep going on? And so how do we find balance? How do we yeah. find that spiritual joy to I'm keep going? I'm actually getting teary thinking about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm only working four days a week. Like, yeah, it leaves us with less money, but damn, it's okay. Super. Do you want me to pause? No, it's fine. Um, okay. But yeah, and maybe it's three days of just sitting here, but it's three days of 
sitting recuperating here and spending time with you and yeah. spending time with the cat and living a life outside of your job doing the little things that make me happy and that is well, so important life, and people lose sight of that and they don't take life time to for work that. balance is out of control anymore yeah it is and unless you enjoy your job it it is very uh emotionally uh, and spiritually taxing we'll yeah say. well and one of my coworkers, he mm. actually um he had gone through the the ma which is the manager apprentice program he actually was an mm-hmm. assistant manager of a store yeah he stepped down he stepped back down to being a lead clerk because he never saw his family he's got right. a child he's got a wife he wanted that life instead yeah. of just well, the, the and, assistant manager money. Well, and I've always said that any company that's willing to reloc- re- relocate people into another state when you're a homeowner is a fucking asshole. Without your choice. Those mentalities, choice. that is a right-wing mentality. That is a conservative mentality. And I'm sorry if that upsets anyone, but be upset at the game. Don't be upset at me mentioning it. Don't shoot the messenger here. I'm just mentioning it. The point is, is that these are mentalities that are perpetuated by the right. We all want to be strong. We all love freedom. But at the end of the day, if we're not strong, if we're not free, they're they're playing an emotional manipulation game on us where we're being blackmailed or coerced into conformity. And I say, fuck that. Go be you. And that's the thing is like, yes, if you're a bad singer... And you're going to go be the next big celebrity singer? Yeah, you're probably fooling yourself a little. But if you do have an honest-to-God talent, or you are Mm -hmm. smart at something, I say do it. You've got this one fucking life. And if you got to go move back into your fucking parents to do it, then I say fucking do it. Yeah. It depends on what you want out of life. If you, you know, if you would rather keep your job so you can have your apartment, so you can have your family, hey, more power to you. But if you're the kind of person that really wants to celebrate your goals and get ahead doing the thing that you love, some talent, some skill, yeah. some intellectual property, and you can't do it without moving back into your folks home, I say move into your po- folks home as long as they're how, good with it. Yeah, and that's how I reconcile our situation because, yeah, we could be <clears throat> trying to work our asses off in order to pay Sixteen hundred dollars rent. Well, I am working my ass off, and I'm not earning a single fucking dime. Yeah, I mean, I've I've earned less than thirty dollars in a year. No, I mean, (laughs) in you know, know. outside jobs, so we could pay our sixteen hundred dollar rent on top of other bills and not have any extra and not have any life outside of that. Or we can be here where we're helping each other, right? And we're paying less rent, and we can actually well enjoy things that we want to enjoy, and and it's it's a trade off, and it's worth it for me. Well, let me ask you this, because this all gets politicized by the left right wing mentality, and I'm trying to fight for people to understand that being progressive is not being liberal. Being progressive is not being woke. Being liberal or progressive is not being cancel culture. We believe in freedom. We believe in uh, keeping corporations and businesses, uh, uh, that there be guardrails, holding them accountable, and to making sure that we, we create a middle class again. It is not about all the things that the right likes to scare people with, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. Being a progressive is not about being a pussy, you guys. It's about having the emotional fucking maturity to understand what we need for the society, regardless of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and their whole thing is that oh, it's it's the left <clears throat> is trying to push an agenda of 
LGBTQ rights and this and that. No, we're not pushing an agenda. Equality. Equality. Mind your own fucking business. Freedom freedom (laughs) to be yourself. You talk all day long about freedom and then yet you want to get inside women's uteruses and you want to shame people for being gay. Yeah. Fuck you. You you believe in freedom when it comes to the open market, when it comes to capitalism, but you don't believe in freedom when it comes to autonomy? Yeah, exactly. What? I know. That's Yeah. It's a trick, man. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys is that the Republicans today are trying to trick us all to not pay attention to our heart, to our soul, to what's going on on our conscience. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're all bad people. They're just misconstruing the truth. They don't know how to, they're not smart enough to figure this stuff out. And so they get all riled up about their freedom, but they, dude, listen, I was in the military. 70% of everybody in the military is conservative. Why? Because they're the ones living in bohunk fucking nowhere, going to church every day, lapping up this hogwash, this this fucking brainwashing, and then you get in the military, and then you get your fucking legs blown off. I remember I saw this guy, he got his legs blown off, he was 18 years old, got his legs blown off in the fucking Marines, hadn't even been laid yet, hadn't even drinking a motherfucking beer yet, and oh, but he's going to live now fucking the rest of his life. With no legs, no arm, one one yeah. arm, yeah. wearing glasses, go- goofy, nerdy-looking guy. Now, this motherfucker's going to go live La Vida Loca because you talked him in all this shit because of your brainwashing? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was in the military. Do I believe that we need to have a strong military? Yes, but we don't have to spend hundreds of billions of dollars into it. Yeah. And why is it that it's only poor people that are being put into right. it. Like when it's, people talk about the And whole, when they like, talk they, they they brainwash religious people and they brainwash poor people into making the the biggest sacrifice of their life, all the while people who can afford it go, fuck that. I'm yeah, not doing exactly. that. And that's when the whole like um, <clears throat> free college or or college debt mm-hmm. relief goes into conversation. People are always like, oh well, you could join the military. Well, why should you have to join something where you could possibly die in yeah. order to get an education? I did it. And, yeah. And, and they it screwed ended up not me on mine. Yeah, exactly. Because I got That's out because of an injury six months early. Yeah. yeah. Are you no, fucking... It's, it's absolutely you know, ridiculous. And I don't, I don't blame uh, the military necessarily, but my point is that's what I'm trying to tell you guys is um, it's not jaded to tell you guys to watch your six, you guys. At the end of the day, there are being agendas and scams being run on us all day mm-hmm. every day and if you're not careful you're going to start believing this shit yeah and you know do i believe in good christian values of course but do i believe that there's a god this loving of sky father that's going to fucking take care of me and make the social make justice in this world fuck no yeah. where's the justice if it, it was going to happen it would have fucking happened by now what creates justice is people pulling their head out of their ass and paying attention to their rights and go live the life you want to live fuck everyone else yeah unless you're really bad at it in which case you know have a sense (laughs) of (laughs) self-awareness yeah but you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah so so we've basically said reach for the stars no matter where you're from if you're poor reach for the stars Make sure you have money coming in, though. If you got to live with your parents to do it, then do it, so long as they're okay with it. But make sure you're, you've got a solid plan, like me. I have a solid plan here. This isn't... I am not going to get rich and famous from the podcast. What the podcast is here for is so that I get known on the interwebs. The more searchable I become, the more 
popular on the interwebs I become. As that happens, I can start doing my comedy albums. I can start doing my writing, put out some books. And once I do, the pandemic ends and I end up on an actual stage doing comedy, I'm already going to have a small pocket of followers who know this person. Oh, I know him. He's great. You know, he's very kind. He's really, he's dedicated his life to helping people. It's built in. It's baked into my persona and my image. And that's what I'm saying, you guys, is, you know, there is no downside for this for me. Because if it doesn't work out, hey, I tried my best. If it does work out, it works out. (laughs) But what would you say to people who um, are just being tricked? I mean, we have a friend on Facebook always with the negative self-talk saying she doesn't believe in herself. There's a lot of memes on mental health and depression sites talking about how people don't believe in themselves. And I said, believe in yourself. Don't believe in our system. Don't be naive. It's not you. It's the system. Yeah. Why are we uh, putting our personal, uh, uh, why are we blaming ourselves for not hacking a system that was rigged in the first place? Because society is set up that way. It's set up to make you feel bad about yourself. So then you kind of just acquiesce to whatever they want you to do. And it's, it's made to pe- make people feel bad about themselves and feel down. Well, and that's and what it's, I... It's hard to get out of that mindset. It's it is. Hard. And that's why I try to tell people we are not trying to be radicals. It is not radical to believe in yourself. It is not radical to fight for your own equality and your own right to exist. Yeah. No, it's Just not, that but. you do get frustrated a lot because you see people succeeding. Some people that don't seem worthy. Uh, what... What do you say to the people who are dealing with what I'm dealing with, which is those petty insecurities, those petty jealousies? I mean, I'm okay with getting older. I've reconciled that I'm not the big buff macho man that I used to be. But I know I'm putting out better content than a lot of motherfuckers out there. And so where do I reconcile with the fact that people are succeeding who are just (laughs) trash? Yeah. Their quality of their attitudes are trash, not the person that... What they're it's selling, hard, their yeah. attitudes are trash. Well, I've gotten to a point where, because, you know, we used to watch mm. Stephen Colbert a lot. And yeah. I've gotten to a point where I don't even want to watch celebrity interviews anymore. Right. Cause, cause Me too. Him. Like, I just, I don't. It, it feels, it comes across, like, it's not because we're petty. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're insecure. And it's not that they're trying to put anything I know they mean well. Face, I know they're trying. Right. But just the fact of it, it, it is being put in your face. And it's just, I, f- I don't. I don't want yeah. to see that anymore. I am I, so fucking tired of living in a world where some people are just given all this credit just for being a name. Yeah. Their name is their business brand. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Colbert, oh, and he gets to make hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm glad at least he's on the side of trying to create equality and things like that. But that's the problem why, like, uh, back when Hillary Clinton... Uh, was trying to win an election against Donald Trump. She 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 got all these celebrities to do this big concert for her, and at the end of the day, it was disconnecting with regular people yeah, because people everybody felt like, "What is this? Some yeah. what the Democratic agenda mm-hmm. is nothing more than another wealth agenda, just like Republicans." Yeah. Yeah, and so that's why progressivism is different than mm-hmm. uh, Democrats because they don't go far enough. Democrats, they're they're yeah. a part of 
They're part of the problem too. Oh yeah, just when you to a people, lesser extent. Yeah, when that's you hear all. people from other countries, they're like, "Your mm. Democrats are like far right in our country." Like, right? It's yeah. So it definitely doesn't. And yeah, that whole the celebrity. And as much as people, it's like mm. people's guilty mm. pleasure is celebrityism stuff. And sure, I get like that. I get it too. Johnny Depp trial, and yeah, I'll, I'll read People magazine guilty at work pleasure, sometimes. Yeah. And right, that's but, what it is. It's a guilty mm, pleasure. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But yeah, I think <clears> some people don't realize how much that is starting to turn people off because people are. Starting to like realize the inequity of it and the the unfairness right. of it, and well, it's not as big of a draw sometimes as it used to be. And a lot of people, I don't even think realize. I just talked on my last episode about the Great Resignation. I didn't even know, and I'm all a part of this. I didn't even know there was a word for it. And then the other day, I came upon an article that was talking about the Great Resignation, and that's why yeah. I brought it up because it really does chip away at the heart of this. Is that <clears throat> what I think happened? Is uh, life goes on as normal, and I use normal in quotation marks, but as life just keeps perpetuating itself throughout the years, we grow accustomed to certain norms, and so it takes something big to stop that, and that's what the pandemic did, is everything did, went to a yeah. halt, and it gave us, a, all of us, an opportunity to reassess our life, yeah. reassess our system, and reassess our own values. And mm-hmm. that's what I mean when I say, you guys, don't let us go back to the way things were. Let's go back and to better than so that. So many people are trying, kicking and screaming, trying to mm-hmm. keep it back. I remember I came across an article um, the other day, and this guy was saying, oh, people just, especially new people into the workplace, need to suck it up and just go into the office and none of this work from home. And he got roasted <laughs> in the comments. Like, why the fuck should we spend an hour in traffic each way and this and that? And this is a new way of living. And well, get we the have the technology the now like, to do it. Why not? We're yeah. saving gas. We're saving, saving time. Exactly. Work and, from and home if you so can. Many people yeah. trying to hold on to these old ways of things. And yeah. Well, there makes no sense. Why is everybody to commuting to congregate with each other when it doesn't actually help yeah. productivity? Exactly. If you can do all that shit from home, and we all have the technology, we all mm-hmm. have cameras, we all have computers. We all have everything, then why not fucking do it exactly. that way? It makes more yeah. sense. That's just, that's- and that's why it's kind of neat. The pandemic, in a way, uh, I'm 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 grateful that it happened because it, it it not only exposed Donald Trump's inability to handle it effectively, but it also exposed him as a fraud because here he is with fucking COVID, talking about how. We should just do all these things that go against regular people's, uh, you know, like it's easy for you, Mr. Rich Man. So we got to go to work and we lose pay when we get ho- go home. And so it exposed a lot of the, um, the, 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 uh, what's the word? Well, not only did it expose the fragility of our system and how it's in, it's dependent on the, these lies, these expectations, how they, guilt us and shame us into certain mentalities but also uh it 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 really shows the uh how our system is built on a lot of uh incongruencies and lies yeah and inequities and And it's it's a very interesting time it exposed a lot of things and there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that are in flux right now because of what the pandemic showed as far as wages and importance of certain jobs and having to not and then you, and then throughout that you have Black Lives Matter, and there here's Fox yeah. News trying to make uh, 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 Antifa uh, uh, some kind of uh, bad thing, and Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter some kind of bad thing, like they're all a bunch of looters and rioters. Fuck yeah. you, bro. Most yeah. of those people aren't rioters. 
they're using the fucking crazies and the chaotic ones who are trying the extremists yeah. and say, oh, see, that's what all these lefties are. They're just mm-hmm. a bunch of radicals. And that's why I talk about don't become a radical. If you go radical, you're, they're going to have ammunition to ruin our cause, to ruin the mission. The mission is to just inch our way into equality and get better, better, better. Yeah. For the middle class, yeah. that's what and it, it's. It's such know? a weird time right now, and it, it is. It, there's so many people that are that want to go <clears throat> back and take us back to way, how everything was before. Oh well, yeah, and because that's so many people the way they want, want us it. to evolve and get into the future, and it it's it just feels like we're at a cusp where it could go either way. And yeah, if we go backwards, it's well. That's why I'm trying to get so out there scary. to tell people, hey. You know, don't fall for these fucking schemes, you yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't fall for going back to the status quo. That is their way of perpetuating their fortune, their fame, their ease of life. If you don't have yeah. an ease of life, fight for your own ease of life, guys. Come on. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is by being a progressive. That doesn't mean you have to be a Democrat. That doesn't mean you have to be a part of the cancel culture and the woke culture. But you, if you know anything about this system, for God's sake reevaluate your your ideals and your principles that's like um you know a lot of uh, a lot of conservatives now when they are embarrassed to call themselves a republican now they call themselves an independent or they call themselves a uh, uh you know libertarian mm-hmm. it's like yeah. oh fuck you i call myself a liberalarian because yeah. I believe in freedom and equality just like them but see the reason why libertarianism is full of shit it's because it has a right-wing agenda, and that yeah. right-wing agenda is to oppress poor people. Yeah. They want financial equality. They want the, the ability to ransack corp- the corporate landscape mm-hmm. so that we all have to acquiesce to their fucking tyranny. Yeah. That is but not that's freedom for with, us. That yeah. is only freedom for them. That's the problem with a lot of <laughs> quote-unquote liber- libertarians is like they want, they want the freedom for people to be able to discriminate. Mm-hmm. The freedom to yeah. be able to to do things against other people. And to then do things against what the it. moral or lawful yeah. thing to do is. And that's why yeah. everybody right now is having a problem with Elon Musk. Because this motherfucker might leave, you know, it might not seem like a big deal to put Trump back on Twitter. But I assure you, we have calmed the fire. You put that motherfucker back on Twitter and watch, you guys. We are going to lose 2024, and we are going to go back to the way things were. And you think it's bad now, you guys? I don't mean to scare you. This is supposed to be a positive show, but oh, my God. Yeah. Think for yourself, you guys. Learn to figure this shit out, because if you don't, and that's the thing, I mean... What would you say, hon? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not trying to get people to become radicals. Uh, we just want people to be advocates. We want people to be activists. We want people to understand what humanitarian aid looks like and what you have to do in this type of world. We can't change the world. We have to work with the world as it is. Imperfect mm-hmm. warts and all. What would you say to people, not only in terms of uh, activism, but also the people who are just too fucking exhausted and depressed to do anything uh uh, give these motherfuckers some hope please (laughs) (laughs) just yeah pay attention to what's around you and just do the little things that you can and even that makes a huge difference yeah i mean as 
it's something as small as giving someone a compliment. Like that could change their whole day, could change right. their whole outlook on something. Well, that's why at the end of the day, I, I'm all about kindness and equality. Because mm-hmm. we're not trying to say doctors suck. We're trying to say that capitalism sucks and that we got to f- push, push, push the kindness back into it. Yeah. And it, I just this woman popped into mm-hmm. my head. There's a woman in one of my cross-stitch groups. Mm-hmm. She's from Ukraine. Yeah. And she has an Etsy shop. And every week she'll come on and say, okay, well, I made this much this week on Etsy. So I was able to buy this much food for my neighbors. I was able to buy gas to put That's in great. my car so I could take it to this person and help this person. And you realize how... Mm-hmm. Not we don't have it easy. Mm-hmm. Things are difficult in their own way, yeah. but it just makes you realize that individuals can make a difference. Yeah, and that's what coalitions things, are. All it is help. is a building a community of people that th- think the same way and who are looking to push an outcome that is right for people. Yeah, and that's the difference between right versus left. I don't believe that the right cares about people. No. They care about wealth. They care more about the fucking, their precious economy than they care about motherfucking humanity. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, you know, and that's it. I tried to start this being a non-political thing so that I'm not pushing all my uh, leftist agendas. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I mean, humanitarian agendas and leftist agendas, oftentimes there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that I'm a leftist. I'm just sick and fucking tired of capitalism treating us like shit, guilt-tripping us into complacency, mm-hmm. and we spend the rest of our days in, in object horror, object terror, object depression and anxiety, all because we uh, aren't getting some deeper spiritual gratification out of life. What we just say to those folks that are just like me who get too angry to get anywhere, incremental progress isn't fast enough, fuck that um, yeah. They want to get radical. They want to get angry. Uh, what what cool. can we do to direct that energy? That can be okay, and you just have to try to find ways that you can direct that energy to actually do something and yeah. not let it eat away at yourself. Like, yeah, that's just it. Maybe there's something you can do in your you can, community that can help someone that you can direct or, that or to, put or, it into yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm am I self interested right now? Yes, but I'm also interested in. Sustainable outcomes for everyone. I uh, There is a personal interest, but my personal interest overlaps with the interests of humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a win-win. And when you support us, you are supporting a win-win scenario for all people, even conservatives, even Christians, because I believe in freedom. The freedom to be Christian, the freedom to be Republican, the freedom to be rich, the freedom to be poor, the freedom to work a job, the freedom to not work a job. But... We also have to call out the tyrannies and the regressive systems as we see them. Because if we don't, we're acquiescing to their shame and guilt trips on us. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And it's it's got to all come from within yourself. And you have to try to be okay with yourself. And Well, and if you're right now just too angry and pissed off to, uh, to, 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 to do anything... Do it for yourself at first. Be selfish for a while. And yeah. then when things start getting a little better because for you, you're right then you can start matriculating mm-hmm. your kindness, your charity to the right causes. It's the but, whole oxygen thing in the airplane. You have to take care of yourself first in order to take care of other people. Right. Exactly. And that's so. been my motto for uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anything else, babe? Uh, celebrityism, uh, how we can think about celebrities, how we can think about all the people on our social media that have better houses, better jobs than us. How how can we, at the end of the day, just simply get over, not get over t- to where we become, uh, you know, weak, but how can we sort of suck it up, be classy, be dignified, and still live in abject inequality? And And, yeah. and we get jealous from time to time. How do we... Deal with it's those okay. feelings. It, it's okay to feel that way. Just don't let it overcome you. Just, yeah. just take a look at what you have, and it's you got to count those blessings. You have to as, appreciate as cliche as it is. Exactly. You absolutely well, and do. I, I say this a lot. I say, count your blessings. Be grateful for your health. Be grateful for the little things. Um, when you're getting impatient, like me which is all the fucking time now because I'm actually at a point where I'm trying to push the ceiling up higher. I'm trying to get more growth. I'm trying to get more income, but not just so that I can be wealthy so that I can have a greater, you know, like Brian Tyler Cohen. He is now a political institution unto himself. That's what I'm trying to do is become a, a sort of emotional, empathic institution so that people just trust me implicitly to do the right thing. And if I can earn your trust and I can earn your uh, uh, donations, I can then advocate for you even greater. The more you help me, the more I can help you. And uh, yeah. it's a win-win. And I don't mean to sound self-interested. I'm not, I'm not, it's not about me. I'm at an age now where if I die poor, I'm reconciled with that. I have. I've been poor my whole life. Now, have I had jobs where I've made good money? I have. So I haven't always been in abject poverty. I haven't. <laughs> you know, because no one wants to pay. Wasn't it? Was not? It did not reflect on your ability no, to work no. well. Mm-hmm. And no. It's on their inability to uh, recognize your fucking talent because you yeah. are the best MA in the world. You were good with kids. You're smart. You're quick witted. You're dedicated to to pay only fifteen dollars is a mother fucking travesty. And if these doctors became more than just capitalists, I would have more respect for them. But when all they, when all they care about is their fucking precious uh, group, the medical group, and they don't care about humanity as a whole, they don't even yeah. offer you fucking eye insurance for shit's sake. I know. What? Yeah, You're was, a doctor? That's the worst, yeah. Like, you, how yeah. else would you describe doctors who become capitalists who stop caring about the advocacy of people's mental and physical health. What is that? I I'd call that hypocrite. That, Hip- yeah. That's a hypocrite. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. It's not, the, it's not the Hippocratic Oath. Not all oath. doctors, of course. The There's a lot of good ones. I'm trying to make a joke Oh, here. sorry, go ahead. It's not the Hippocratic Oath, it's the Hypocrite Oath. <laughs> it's the Hypocritical Oath, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, you guys, at the end of the day, um, there is no simple solution. What... I think, I always tell people, it, when you have energy, use it. When you don't have energy, rest and recuperate. When you're angry and fired up, use it. If it's being directed at the wrong things, like you're going to work angry, make sure you don't take it out on your boss. But at the end of the day, if you're the kind of person like me who's just always been kind of fuck everyone and fuck everything, it's not because of disrespect. That's the thing. People think that my irreverence is a sign of that I don't care about things. Quite the contrary. Yeah. I care too much. Mm-hmm. And when I see too clearly the inequity in that, uh, that's when I start to get a little attitudinal. And um, But the thing is, is 
I wouldn't change my path to ever because my path is the righteous path. It's the path of helping people. It's the Jesus Christ path. <laughs> Poor, trying to help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm Jesus. By God, no. No fucking way. I'd have better abs and better hair if that was the case. <laughs> but I just mean, um, I, I just realized that one day I woke up and I wanted to try to do some good before it was too late. To do some kind of good in this world before I die. And if I die having failed, at least I have a body of work that says, wow, you know, because I, I often think about this and maybe it's morbid of me. But I'm like, if I were to spend the next 10 years doing this and growing this into Chef Bright Comedy and the charities and I, all the foundations that I plan on doing, um, and then I, I think of the alternative, which is to go get a job at the Target Distribution Center or something like that. And I think about those two paths. Say I succeed at the path of Target, working the job, and I fail at this, at getting big enough, but then say I die and you're left a widow. I would think that my life was better spent because you've got hours to listen to me. Maybe it would be a little bit hard for you at first, but I would much rather you know that I was really trying to live up to my truly spiritual, truly human qualities of goodness and kindness than to simply acquiesce to the tyranny of capitalism. Yeah. I just feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah, Even if I don't make it. And, and I don't want to be famous and rich. Actually, I'm an introvert. I don't think I could even handle it. But I do want to get big enough to start creating coalitions. And I want to get big enough to start creating gigantic movements. Not only yeah. political movements, but movements towards the mental health of regular people. That's mm-hmm. what this is all about. It's what it's always been about since day one. I had a spiritual awakening and I refused to relent to uh, the tyranny of the world telling me I'm not good enough. Yeah. And that's why I always said, fuck self, fuck negative self-talk, you guys. You're good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank sure. you, babe. That was a really, really good conversation. And, that, and that's the thing, you guys. It's not about being petty. We all sometimes get those little petty insecurities, get jealous, get envious. There's a lot of people out there that have more than us, and it's easy to go, God, man, fuck, what the fuck? But um, believe me, you are not as only as good as your finances. You are only as good as the content of your heart, you know? And society will try to make you feel otherwise. It will try to change your mind. That's, yeah, yes. that's what it comes down yes, to. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Well, thank you, babe. It looks like a nice rainy day here in Oregon. <laughs> it's I'm going to go do down. my cryptid cross-stitch. You're doing cryptid cross-stitch. I am going to edit. Uh, but thank you guys so very much this is uh one in the tank for this week we got one more for you uh if you feel like contributing to our humanitarian cause you can come to uh, patreon or paypal at chef bride comedy and uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us uh what is your instagram uh, ma'am spooky nerdy gal yes spooky nerdy gal and i am at uh surviving empathy podcast uh, everywhere else, I'm at Chef Bride Comedy. You guys, I'm building up the YouTube channel. Come on over and subscribe. Check it out. I'm uh, putting up real paranormal evidence there. And uh, we're going to be starting to do some real stuff. You're going to see our faces. Oh, I'm going to have to start showering again. No, <laughs> no but we're going to start doing uh, paranormal reviews of these TV shows and true, uh, not true crime, uh, UFOs and stuff. 
Uh, we're going to do some uh, paranormal reviews for you guys. Maybe true crime. We could Maybe some true talk crime. Yeah, yeah we might end up there. But anyways, thanks so much, you guys, for supporting Jeff Bright Comedy. We are a spiritual passion project for you and for us. We're for all regular working folks. We're for robust health, robust living. We are trying to keep it real for you. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be days where I get pissed off and cranky and everything else. But at the end of the day, uh, man, I am guided. I am, I am, what does Loki say? I am burdened by glorious purpose. Yep. We just finished Loki. What do you think? Speaking of, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, I like it was that it fun. had all these mystical, like, out there elements. To Maybe it. we'll start doing reviews of uh, Disney shows too. Maybe. Anyways, thanks you guys. We'll see you in a couple of days. Bye. Bye bye. Love you.